Good morning, everybody. This is Chip Judd. I'm one of the pastors here at uh, Seacoast, and uh, I'm thrilled to be here with you this morning, talk to you, encourage you a little bit, I hope, during this COVID-19 situation, season, whatever you want to call it. So uh, here's a thought for you. If you want to survive, you know, if you want to just make it through this season, then uh, just leave things the way they are. Um, kind of keep doing what you're doing the way you're doing it. And when you come out the other end, you will have survived this season. But what if you want to thrive? What if you want to? Romans 8 says that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So um, what if you want to come out of this season, come out of this stretch, come out of this weird crazy convergence of, of, of stuff that any one of which would be a big deal. Some of the things that we've had to deal with as a church, some of the things we've had to deal with as a culture and as a nation and as a world, quite honestly. Um, do you want to just survive it? Do you want to just come out the other end and like, whoo, shoo, I made it? Or do you want to really reek the ben reap <laughs> the benefit of... Uh, all things work together for good. So here's the deal. If you want to survive, just keep doing what you're doing the way you're doing it, and everything will be cool. You'll come out the other end, and you will be able to get the T-shirt saying that you survived the season. But what if you want to come out of it stronger? What if you want to come out of it positioned even better for the life that God has waiting for you? In other words, God's always about the future. He's always about where he's taking you. And um, I think it's fair to say that every moment we're in is preparation for the next one. And therefore, it's affected by the next one. So if you want to survive, just keep doing what you're doing. If you want to thrive going forward, uh, you're going to have to make some changes. You're going to have to do something differently. You know the deal. Insanity, doing the same things you've always done, expecting different results. Well, another way to say it is this. If you, if you want something you've never had... You have to do something you've never done. So let's talk for just a minute. There's a scripture in Matthew 21 where Jesus said, a man had two sons. Now this, we're used to thinking the parable of the prodigal son, but this isn't that parable. This is another one. A man had two sons and he came to the first son and he said, hey, son, would you go work in the vineyard today? And he answered, I will not. But afterward, he regretted it. And went. So he said no, changed his mind and went. The man came to the second son and said the same thing. Son, would you go work today in the vineyard? And he answered, yes, I will, sir. But he didn't go. One said, no, I won't go. But then he later felt bad about it and went. One said, sure, I'll go. But he didn't go. And then Jesus in verse 31 answers this silly question. Which of the two did the will of his father. Which of the two did the will of his father? I'm sure I'm talking to a bunch of people that want to do God's will, right? Well, I think there's some sneaky ways that we get pulled away from doing God's will. So Jesus goes on to say, which of the two did the will of his father? And they said, well, the first, you know, it's pretty obvious. He said, no, but went. The other one said, yes, but didn't go. And then Jesus said this, truly I say to you, now remember the the, the, the juxtaposition here. One didn't 
commit to doing God's will, but later turned around and did it. One committed to it verbally, but didn't do it. And here's Jesus' explanation of this parable. Truly I say to you that tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you. Whoa! He's talking to scribes, Pharisees, talking to religious people who think they have their act together, who think they've done enough, listen now, right things to please God. Uh, you know, here's the deal, guys. I, I was sitting the other day, and um, I, was, I was getting ready to start my day, and I was, uh, I was praying, you know, and, and it was a, the first day of the week. I don't remember if it was a long weekend like the one we've just come out of, but, um, but I was praying to kind of get myself into the, into the week, and here's, in essence, here's what I was praying. I should, and I was listing all the right things that I should do today. I should work on this, and I should work on this, and I should this. And, and as I was praying, I was spending time with God, and in my mind and heart, I was kind of like letting God know I was, I was ready to rock and roll, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be your boy today. And so I was saying, I should, I should, I should. And I had this weird little sense of someone like tapping me on the shoulder. Not literally, don't freak out. And then I heard this thought. Says who? Says who? I'm thinking I should blank, I should blank, I should blank. I should do this, I should do this. In other words, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just, I'm going to do the will of God today. And I had this, this little interruption where I heard this voice say, says who? And I knew it was God. And I just stopped and I was like, what, 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 what are you trying to say to me? And what I felt like God said to me was this, um, I don't want you to should your way through the day. I, I really would like to hang out with you a little bit today. I'd love for you to just kind of drop all that I shoulds and just hang out with me a little bit. And I was like, what? You, you're not all uptight about what I get done today or what I don't get done today. And oh my gosh, this is weird. And God said, you know, hey, 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 we'll get to that. But the most important thing to me right now is I'd like to just have a minute with you. Now, what am I trying to say to you? That parable, which, which of the two sons did the will of God? Well, how many of you think it'd be kind of important to think about what is the will of God? And um, Pastor Greg and I talked about this a couple weeks back on morning encouragement. And um, I believe it's a point that we miss, and, and tragically, at a very high cost, we miss this simple thought. What is the will of God? And uh, I'm a big believer that for you to answer that, you, uh, you have to answer the question, why did he create me? And we walked through this whole thing a couple of weeks ago. But here's the deal, guys. God didn't want to have kids to mow the grass and do the dishes. I know mostly we guys joke about it, that we had kids to mow the grass and do the dishes. But we really didn't. Um, God didn't create us to do chores. God created us so that he could enjoy us. Now, please catch that. God created us, to cut to the chase, God created us so that he could love us. You know, uh, 
a lot of times I'll I'll be talking to a group and I'll I'll be working toward the point we're talking about right now, and I'll ask them why did God create you and you know I'll get answers like to worship Him to you know serve Him to to bring others to Him to bring Him glory etc cetera, etc cetera. and all those are are legitimate answers later, but they're not why they're not the big W why that He created us. I believe he created you because he had so much love, he needed somewhere to share it. He created you so that he could love you. First John 419 says, we love him because he first loved us. So, the, the, theologically, practically, uh, and I mean this, theologically and practically, what's the most important way to start your day? Well, fulfilling God's number one purpose for you, God's number one reason for our creation, for all of this, his number one reason, so that he'd have relationship with us, so that he could love us. See, what'll happen in a group setting, you know, I'll, I'll get to that point, you know, where I talk about God's love, and then I'll say, well, so, so why did God create you? And, and then people will say, so that we can love him. Here's the deal, guys, no. God's not deficient of love. What he's lacking, if anything, is places to share the love that he's full of. So, okay, here's the reframing you've got to do. Remember, survive or thrive. What if you worked on this one thing, one thing? God, I believe you created me so that you could love me. What does that mean? It means my number one purpose in life is learning how to allow God to love me. Learning how to allow God to love me. So I'm sitting there, I should this, I should that. What are you What are you shooting yourself about today? Well, I should this, I should that. You know what, and there may be truth to it. You need to you. Just slow down, put all that aside. Uh, I love you, but more importantly, you love me. And I just wanna take a few moments and allow you to love me. I want to give you some time to love me. And I want to practice receiving and resting. I call it R&R, &R, receiving and resting in your love. Here's the deal, guys. All that other stuff can come later. Are you, are you, are you going to worship God? Listen, man, you learn to receive and rest in his love. Oh, my gosh, will you worship him? Are you going to bring others to him? You learn to receive and rest in God, and oh my goodness, you'll bring others to him. Are you, are you here to bring glory to God, to reflect his nature and character? Listen, you learn to receive and rest in his love, and oh my gosh, will you reflect his person and character. I'm telling you, you've got to get first things first. And the reason God created you was so that he could love you. And all those other things follow after. It's been great being with you this morning. I hope that's helpful. I hope it's encouraging. And um, love you guys. Have a great day.